Welcome. I'm Anastasia Glova, bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. In the years since he lost the election, former Vice President Al Gore has been hard at work touring the world with a PowerPoint presentation on global warming that he has now adapted into a feature film. While we wait for an inconvenient truth to open in theaters, let's talk to Cato's senior fellow in environmental studies, Pat Michaels. A Washington Post article last January summarized the movie's lessons. I quote, Earth's glaciers are melting. The polar bears are screwed. Each year sets new heat records, and Al Gore sometimes flies coach. What lessons do you think audiences should take away from this movie? Well, first of all, somebody with a lot of money who flies coach can't be the brightest person in the world. But seriously, Gore is quoted on his movie as saying, quote, I believe it is appropriate to have an overrepresentation of factual presentations on how dangerous global warming is. Well, let's hear that again, folks. He said, I believe it's appropriate to overrepresent how dangerous global warming is, quote, as a predicate for opening up the audience. In other words, he misrepresents the issue in order to project his agenda. He has a history of this. He's been doing it since Earth in the Balance in 1992, or maybe since he ran for president. This leopard is one whose spots are surely indelible. But isn't Al Gore's film full of scientific facts and complicated charts that present irrefutable evidence of massive global climate change? How do you challenge scientific fact? Unfortunately, again, he's very good at what he calls overrepresenting global warming. You know, the planet has warmed uh, in the last three decades, three and a half decades from human influence. It's warming about 0.17 degrees Celsius per decade. And our computer models tell us that once it starts to warm, it warms at a constant rate. Well, the rate has been constant. And 0.17 degrees per decade is very low compared to the range of projections that people thought were going to occur. And gives us a warming rate of about uh, a little over three-quarters of a degree Celsius for the next half century. Over the course of the 20th century, it warmed eight-tenths of a degree Celsius. During that warming, life expectancy doubled in the industrialized nations. Crop yields like corn, some quintupled, uh, and wealth was democratized in free societies beyond anybody's possible imagination in 1900. Now, global warming didn't make all those things happen. It actually helped the corn yields a little bit. But the point is that it sure as heck didn't stop it. And for somebody to go around saying, okay, we're going to warm the same amount in the 20th century in the next 50 years, and it's going to reverse all this progress and create all these disasters is absolutely ludicrous. Why are politicians, scientists, and the media so keen to exaggerate the evidence? What's in it for them? Well, you know, Cato Institute, we're interested in, in the way that markets behave and, and, and how they interact with freedom. And one of the things that we know is that this public choice aspect uh, enters into all types of issues that are tinged with politics and public money. Remember that global warming competes with other issues for attention, meaning for tax dollars. It competes with AIDS. It competes with cancer, etc., Nobody ever won that competition in this town by saying my issue might not be all that important. So the issues are painted like global warming in stark and dire terms in order to receive massive funding. Now, if I told you that, in fact, we know how much it's going to warm for the 21st century, which is really the policy foreseeable future, I would guess, uh, and it's not all that much, and we know it with a high degree of confidence, uh, what would happen in that competition? It would be lost. Well, there is incentive 
in the academies, the colleges and universities, and, uh, and in government laboratories to keep the flow of resources going because it creates research publications, which are the way that advancement goes forth in the profession. It's, this is hardly an unbiased situation, and it, and it creates a culture or a climate, if you will, of exaggeration. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.